When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us all over social media as we are. Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. Links to the show every day there. Also hit us up for more Titans content on Instagram and TikTok. we got to thank our sponsors because they absolutely make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. If you're looking for a new ride, make Wilson County Hyundai a part of your new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. That's better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you, fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Hughes and Coleman Injury Lawyers, the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans, if you've been injured in a car wreck, Hughes and Coleman gives you a free case consultation at 800-800-4600. So, Zach, the news coming out yesterday, according to a report via Jordan Schultz on Twitter, here's his tweet, sources the Arizona Cardinals plan to try to trade all pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins this offseason. D-Hop has two years and 34.36 left on his contract and is likely to seek a new deal. Owner of the Cardinals, Michael Bidwell, plans to express this to GM candidates. So, Zach, uh, that's that report from Schultz. And if you remember what's going on with the Cardinals, the Cardinals are hitting even a bigger reset button than the Titans are because the Cardinals fired head coach Cliff Kingsbury uh, on Monday, and also GM Steve Keim is out. He did take uh, a leave of absence, for lack of a better term, stepped away from the team back in December for uh, personal and health issues, and he is officially no longer going to return to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals are trying to find a new GM, and as Jordan Schultz is reporting right there, the new GM has to understand that if you take this job, your, one of your first duties is to shop and trade away wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. I thought it was going to be uh, one of your first duties is not to be fired within uh, six years because that, the, the Cardinals have been in the league for like a long, 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 long time, right? St. Louis Cardinals. Yeah, that comes up never in had a head, They've never had a head coach <laughs> for six years or longer. Think about that. A head coach? Head coach. Well, what about the GM though? The GM, he's on the chopping block constantly too. Yeah. I mean, you look at what, what this franchise is. They went in, obviously they went in on JJ Watt and they went in on DeAndre Hopkins to help Kyler Murray to go make some, some waves in the playoffs and that backfired. But, you know, to get to that point, I don't think, you know, they, they drafted Josh Rosen and then they traded him away, which is a smart decision. Got Kyler Murray, which I think is all in question of if that was a smart decision. And, you know, 
had the year of 11 and 6 in 2021. And then Kyler Murray had a disastrous game against the Rams, who eventually won the Super Bowl. And now they're like in complete reset mode. Like there's a buildup and then there's a reset way too quick when it comes to that franchise. And now they're at a reset and trading away some pieces. JJ Watt's going to retire. But DeAndre Hopkins, you know, and I think here's the question is like, how much tread does he have left on his tires? As you know, you look at, you know, he's 31, right? So does he have one, he, two, he's three? Thir- he's four? currently 30. He does turn 31 in early June. So, so what he, do we say? He will be, again, I just want to. But, but what do we say? What do you say, actually? It's it. He will be 31 this season. So he's 31 well, because he, that's who where, he, where he's going to be playing I, next season, wherever he's going to be playing. Okay. So that's the age Making you should judge clear. him by. Well, Make, no, I'm just, again, that's something that you always bring but, up. But if you, Zach, here's my point of why I clarified that. Because if you say a guy is 31 right now in January. I didn't say he, that. I said he's 31. We're talking about like he's what not he's going to be. But like I mean, he will be 31. You are, you're going against every single thing that you always say. Do you I'm, not do this show for a living? I, I do. I'm just saying we have to know that that if he's current, if never mind. What do you always say? That we we talk about how old they will be next next season. So if, don't don't backtrack. Don't Dion me. All right, I'm not Dioning you at all. I'm just saying if you currently if you say he is currently 31, then I didn't say currently. 30. You said currently. You said he he's is 31. 31. He is not 31 yet. He's he, gonna be 31 when he plays. So that, that's, that's what you're fine. I'm just, for. Again, I'm, I'm I was just clarifying. That's and you turned it into this for. ridiculous it's thing. It's your rule. You don't need no. to clarify your rule. No, yo, this is I'm, your rule on the show. I'm clarifying your words that needed <laughs> clarification because he is 31 in this upcoming season. That's that's and that's what he that, then that's what he is God. because you're not getting a 30 year old. You're getting a 31 year old of whatever price you are. It's your rule. Okay, you. You have to be, be quiet on your rule when you go, you go back on things. That doesn't make any sense. All right. Uh, and thank you, Michael. I, all right. Let's move forward. So he will be 31 this upcoming season. Uh, do you know his contract situation? I mean, we we know that he this has. This is the out. That's that, The one thing is, is that this is the out. That's why they're trading him. And there's a lot more money on the horizon for DeAndre Hopkins on this contract as far as the, the salary is going. But the reports are is that he's going to want a new deal. So, like, what does this actually represent? I think that's the big question. Yes, he wants a new deal, and and so there's there's money, financial situations that go in to the trading of DeAndre Hopkins. And so the good thing to know is that I'm about to say big numbers that is left on DeAndre Hopkins' contract, but we do need to remember that the team – who is trading away the player is still on the hook for a decent portion of that contract. So uh, here are the numbers on DeAndre Hopkins contract. So in 2023, this upcoming season, DeAndre Hopkins will have a cap hit for the Cardinals of $30.7 million. That's a base salary of 19.4, a signing bonus of 5.5 that he's already been paid. So if DeAndre Hopkins is traded pre-June 1st, the Cardinals are still on hook for $22.6 million. That means the new team acquiring DeAndre Hopkins 
will have, uh, you know, the 8.1 or whatever million dollars uh, moving forward. If the Cardinals trade DeAndre Hopkins post June 1st, that is split. Um, you know, they still have a lot on the hook, but the new team will have to acquire more money than uh, pre-June 1st. So Think about it like this, Titans fans. This is the easiest way to, to think about it to some degree. When the Titans traded for Ryan Tannehill in his first year, the Titans did not pay the full salary of Ryan Tannehill. The Dolphins were on the hook yeah. for some of that money. But the issue is, is that DeAndre Hopkins wants a new deal. And so it won't be those figures, but creating a new deal will then put the new team on the hook for the money. And so... You know, there's give and take there. The player wants stability. Here's this is it in a nutshell. The team who currently has DeAndre Hopkins, which is uh, Arizona, they want him off the books or more money of that is allocated towards him off of the books, and they want to get value for the player for the current 30 year old. But really, the team that is trading for will be 31. So we speak to him as a 31 year old. So they want to get him off the books or some portion of that time. DeAndre Hopkins wants a new opportunity because he's tired of playing for the Arizona Cardinals. So he wants to get out and he is willing to restructure a deal, but he also wants the security and the, the future value of what he actually thinks he, he's worth. Right. And then the new team wants an all pro wide receiver that won't perform at the Julio Jones clip of the last two seasons, but you know, an aging wide receiver that still's got things left in his tank and it could score touchdowns and be more of what we know DeAndre Hopkins can be. Yeah, and so DeAndre Hopkins, look, the Cardinals had a terrible year, right? And so whenever the, a team has a terrible year and the quarterback tore his ACL and you're playing with quarterbacks that nobody remembered was still in the league, then you understand the wide receiver production will take a hit. But DeAndre Hopkins was also suspended uh, for six games this season uh, because of the PED uh, uh, failed drug test that he had uh, uh, last at the end of last year. So in, in nine games, DeAndre Hopkins still had 717 yards receiving. Uh, and that's still pretty good considering a lot of that production was, was working when Kyler Murray was still healthy because DeAndre Hopkins had 103, 159, 36 and a touchdown, 98, 91, 87 and a touchdown, 79 yards in the last two years, last two games, 60 and four. So he really only had like two bad games. And we know that was mostly without Kyler Murray on a bad football team. So the dude can still play. Now he's not what he was when he was with the Texans. So let's go ahead and ask this question because it is guaranteed uh, to have people on both sides of the fence in this Titans fan base, would you want the Titans to try to trade for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins? Would you want for the Titans to try to trade for wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins? But first, let me tell you guys about Hughes and Coleman injury lawyers. They're the official injury lawyers of the Tennessee Titans. And if you've been injured in a car wreck, unfortunately, there's only one place you need to go to, to get all the money you deserve from that unfortunate situation of a car accident. And that is Hughes and Coleman. If you call them, they will give you a free case consultation, and that number is 800-800-4600. They've recovered over $1 billion for their clients across the state of Tennessee and in Kentucky over the previous 30-plus years, and we'll do the same thing for you. So 
If you have been injured in a car wreck, call Hughes and Coleman for a free case consultation. That's 800-800-4600, the official injury lawyers of the Titans uh, principal office in Nashville, Tennessee. It is these sports were powered by BetMGM. BetMGM, light the lamp Wednesdays. You're talking yeah. about lighting the lamp. This is, this is a great deal. Place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score a goal tonight and get $2 in free bets for every goal scored in that game. So every goal scored in that game up to $16. Just opt in to light the lamp Wednesday in your BetMGM app. So this is a great promo for if you have BetMGM, take advantage of this. This is Light the Lamp Wednesday. I got a feeling we're going to be lighting the lamp on Wednesdays quite a bit. If you're a new user, go ahead and use the promo code ATOZ Sports right there on the screen. That's all one word, no spaces. ATOZ Sports. They are the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM. All right. So going back on Jordan Schultz report that the Cardinals plan to try to trade wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. He has two years left on his deal, $34 million on the contract and likely to seek a new contract uh, if that trade is made. And the Cardinals are going to make this happen as they look to hire and interview new GMs and making this a part of that new GMs, uh, you know, first, you know, 10 days or whatever it might look like. So we asked you guys the question, would you want the Titans to try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, so, Zach, do you want to go to the chat? I can hit the chat if you want me to. Uh, but let's go ahead and get to it. Jay says yes. DeAndre says no for DeAndre. Uh, let's see. Jeff Roberts says the Titans ain't getting Hopkins anyway. Got more to worry about than a 30-year-old wide receiver who want to be paid more than 22 a year. Jared says, no, it's objectively stupid. Then Jermel says, yes, for sure. <laughs> then Timothy says, hell no. Then Michael says, no way. We got some absolutely nots. We got a no. There's a yes from Xavier. Jay says, sure. Uh, Nick says, depends on what the Titans trade away. No from Seth. No from Jarrell. No from not Stretch Armstrong. No from Rod. Uh, Steven says, no, this has got to stop. Uh, so, Zach, there's a lot more no's. Uh, but uh, you know, Jay says, please trade him to show what Traylon Burks needs to do. So there, there are absolutely some yeses. Caleb says, yes, he would. Orlando says, yes. Matt says, yes. Titan FDW says, yep. Zach, what do you think? Well, I'll start with Noah's comment with a little jackpot money, a little jackpot bucks says, I would put this in the same category as Julio Jones, except probably two years ahead of when the Titans got him. I see three years in DeAndre Hopkins. Would love it for his Madden Ultimate team, though. Any player to play a snap for the Titan counts. So I think this is, there's a lot of layers to what this potential trade would look like. And I think the first layer is the new general manager, right? So the new general manager has got to come in. And this is where I would say my answer is no. Because the new general manager immediately trading away assets for an older player. Now, you're not going to have to give up a first-round pick. I don't think that he's going to yield that. But he's going to cost you a lot of money. And I also think it will bring up old wounds, which is A.J. Brown. You're sitting here saying you're going to trade for a wide receiver and pay him a buku of money, but you're not willing to draft a guy. And again, I know it's a different general manager. But I do think that that brings up 
an open wound that DeAndre Hopkins and or Traylon Burks, I don't think are going to be at the production level of AJ Brown. And it's just, it's a hard pill to swallow. And the Titans are in a rebuild mode or a reset mode. Let's say reset. I think the offense, the, the, I think the Arizona Cardinals are more in a rebuild mode. And I think the Tennessee Titans are more in a reset mode. Now that can change very quickly. If the Titans don't find a quarterback, then they turn into rebuild. And so right now they're in reset. When you reset, I don't think you trade for a 30 plus wide receiver that you're going to have to give up assets, especially when you're on the scene as a brand new general manager. And here's the other thing. And the last thing that I'll say is because we don't know truly what the Titans offense in 2023 is going to be. If they would have traded for DeAndre Hopkins last year, he wouldn't have been used. They just don't have the offensive philosophy for a big name star wide receiver that they would trade for. AJ Brown is a different beast because he was in house, right? I mean, they had picked him hand picked. So my answer is no, you do not need at this juncture and this time to get involved and trade away some of your assets for an aging wide receiver. You're yeah, just not and, at that point. Um, Dom has been active in the chat on YouTube saying 31 is not old for a wide receiver anymore. And while 31's not what 31 used to be in the NFL at an offensive skill position, it's still up there. There is still a lot of tread that DeAndre Hopkins has gone through throughout his NFL career when you consider that the guy has had uh, over 1,300 targets in his career, over 850 catches, and over 11,000 yards and 70-plus touchdowns throughout his career. He's been really freaking good through 10 seasons uh, where he's played most of them with the Texans in the last three with the Arizona Cardinals. And the last time Hopkins played in a full season without injury was 2020, his first year with the Cardinals, when he had 115 catches for 1,400 yards in a very productive season. The last two years, he had an, an injury in 21 that cost him the end, then the PED suspension that cost him the beginning of this year, and then Kyler Murray's injury kind of cost him the end, like I said earlier. So 31 is not ancient, but still. I'm going to ask Zach you this question. When's the last time the Tennessee Titans have acquired a veteran wide receiver and it worked? And I'm not talking about just a free agent wide receiver who's coming off of a rookie deal like Nate Washington was when the Titans acquired him uh, from Pittsburgh in free agency. But I'm talking about the last time the Titans signed a veteran wide receiver like a third contract type guy who has worked. Nate Washington does not count. Nate Washington doesn't count. He was off his rookie deal in Pittsburgh and came in to his mid to late 20s and was good. But a third contract type of receiver that has worked for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they've tried on, right? Julio didn't work. Eric Decker didn't work. Andre Johnson didn't work. Eric Molds, Randy Moss. I mean, there's been so Justin many. Justin McCarron's. <laughs> Justin McCarron's 
was came back to Titans on his didn't third. work. Didn't work, but that wasn't you know Justin McCarron's is in a completely different conversation than that, you asked. No, you I, gotta go back. Yeah, but but it hasn't worked. Well, you Robert know the sad Woods part is, is they finally draft one and they trade him away. David Givens oh. didn't work. David and Robert Woods didn't work, and so it's like why? Why would you try to do the same damn thing again? For more money. Well, especially, and I think this is what I was saying, is especially with the offense that you run. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fine. But, like, and, and again, uh, there are two guys that I see popping up in the comments that you guys are saying worked. But, again, and now there's a third guy. It, those names are Nate Washington. I've been over. That doesn't count. It was a free agent deal off his rookie year in Pittsburgh. Uh, Adam Humphreys doesn't count. It was a free agent deal off his rookie year from Tampa. He was like 26 when they signed him, which is typically when free agents happen. Rashard Matthews, that also doesn't count because he was coming off of his rookie deal, his first deal in Miami, and he was in his mid-20s. I'm talking about a a, a guy who is... 30 plus, say 30 yes, plus. Yes, who has signed a second deal somewhere off the rookie deal, and you are acquiring him. And via, Delaney, Delaney Walker doesn't, because he's a tight end. He was Yes, he's a tight end. It doesn't work. It doesn't have. It doesn't, so I think the answer is never. Yes, that's that was that. I knew the answer when I asked the question. Yancey Thigpen, you can go all the way back to that. You can go all the way back to Carl Pickens and Yancey back in the the 1999-2000 year. It won't work. It has not worked for the Tennessee Titans. So stop trying. I feel like I'm going Nick Saban on this thing. So quit asking. Like so, Titans fans, some of them will slobber over the idea of DeAndre Hopkins playing in two-tone blue because of all the times DeAndre Hopkins torched the Titans secondary when he was with the Texans. But it's 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 not you're not signing or trading for 2019 and 2018 DeAndre Hopkins. He's now will be 3 years removed when he starts next season from his last 1000-yard season. You don't want to rely on that. Borkhead and Austin, the Titans are due. Yeah, that's right. So you're saying there's a chance. No, there's not even a chance. It's never worked out. Well, look at, and this is, again, you go back to the A.J. Brown wound. It's just going to hurt even more after I list this. Look at the, you find wide receivers in the draft. That's what college football produces. They produce good wide receivers. There's so many of them. I'm going to go through this. Look at the top wide receivers in this league and their age. Jamar Chase is 22. Justin Jefferson is 23. CD Lamb is 23. Debo Samuel is 26. Devontae Adams, when he was traded last year, was 29. He was not 30 when he went to the Raiders. T. Higgins is 23. Tyree Kill is 28. He is under 30. Jalen Waddle is 24. DK Metcalf is 25. DJ Moore is 25. AJ Brown is 25. Terry McLaurin is 26. Chris Godwin is 26. Mike Evans is 29. Jerry Judy is 23. I mean, this Devontae Smith is 24. The only guy. Keep going. There are, <laughs> I mean, I can. Uh, Cortland Sutton's 27. Amari Cooper's only 28. Here's, here is the wild thing. The two guys that you could argue that are older, that are still good, are one of the guys that we're talking about, DeAndre Hopkins, mm-hmm. who is 30, that will be 31. So he's 31. Keaton Allen is 30 and will be 31. So 
that's that's the situation you are. Why are you trying to do what the league is telling you not to? That, I think, proves my point, and Austin, it proves your point. Stop trying to do what the league is telling you does not work. Don't trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Traders beware. And then the only way that you would do that is if you were a top four team that needs a wide receiver to get over the edge. That would be the only way that you would trade, in my opinion, for DeAndre Hopkins. Like like last year, if you told me the Green Bay Packers heading into this year were going to trade for DeAndre Hopkins, finally they were going to give some help to replace Devontae Adams, but they told you that they weren't going to do that because they traded away Devontae Adams, right? So like, it has to be a very special situation. And honestly, Austin, you have to have a special quarterback to justify it. And the Titans don't have that. They don't have no. anything close of being a special quarterback. No, and and you know, there are, the Titans offseason. I'm going to pause because I I think we we do need to kind of reset here on what this is. So before I dive deep into what I how I feel about this even further, uh, Zach, tell everybody about our great sponsors, Wilson County Hyundai. And I do have a question for you that I think great. goes right to what we're talking about. Okay, uh, Wilson County Hyundai. If you got a question about, hey, what car should I buy? Well, I got an answer. That's Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Quick trip down I-40 exit 236 in Lebanon. It is really a quick trip, and it is worth every penny because you will save a lot of pennies by buying their vehicles. They are fuel efficient, whether it's the Palisade, full-size SUV with third-row seating, the four-door sedan like the Sonata. They have the Elantra, the smaller SUVs like the Tucson and the Santa Fe. Man, Wilson County Hyundai can hook you up with the perfect ride. That is WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Also with BetMGM, it is Wednesday. Zach already hit you guys with it. I'm going to do it again. It is Light the Lamp Wednesday. So all you got to do is you opt in the Light the Lamp Wednesday offer in your BetMGM app. Then you go place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score a goal tonight. So there's, I would just go with somebody that you feel good about scoring a goal tonight for 25 bucks. And then in that game, you get $2 in free bets for every goal scored in that game, up to eight goals. So up to $16 in free bets. Again, it's simple. All you got to do is opt in the Light the Lamp Wednesday offer in your BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. All promotions, subject qualifications, other requirements, awards issued with knowledge of our bets. credit for bets expiring seven days. And for probably game sport called Tennessee Redline, 800-889-9789. So Zach, what I was about to dive into, and then I wanna, I'm want i curious about what your question was, is that this Titans offseason is a domino effect, but I honestly don't know what the first domino is. It's almost like it's a mystery book where after the third chapter, you get to choose your route moving forward for the rest of the book, right? Is that there might be three first dominoes lined up and depending on which one you knock over, it depends on how that chain reaction goes. And so the DeAndre Hopkins idea is not one of the first three domino options. I think you're, you know, you have to go through GM and quarterback and, and philosophy as a whole and offensive coordinator. Maybe there are like five first domino options before you can even get to what the chain reaction is. And so DeAndre Hopkins, 
the Tennessee Titans, like you said, if you're a top four team, if you're a team that knows what your quarterback, who your quarterback is, you believe in your offensive philosophy, and you think you're that extra touchdown scorer away from being a legitimate threat in the playoffs, that's who goes after DeAndre Hopkins, but not the Titans. My question is, how much does he cost? What do you have to trade? Yeah, and and I feel like that's actually not going to be as expensive as people might first think. Yeah, because DeAndre Hopkins, the figure, he's not, again, he's not 25 and playing for the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson, right? Like, this is not that. So it is a little different of where he is and what he's done. So I think, you know, Robert Woods was, and, and I'll pull this up, and this is going to lead us somewhat to our next conversation about Bobby Trees. But Robert Woods... No, when it's he, Bobby Blank. We gotta, Bobby you, Blank. Can, you can say what Bobby Blank is. Okay, but, but Bobby Blank, um, when the Titans acquired him, he had three, uh, four years left on his deal. And, you know, an average of 10 mil a year, so like four years and 40 mil left on his deal. And he was, again, coming off of an ACL, uh, going into his age 30 season. So an, an older wide receiver and the Titans only gave up a six round pick. Deandre Hopkins is going to go for more than a six round pick, but honestly with the contract, the age, the last two years of lower production, I think a fourth round pick is probably the right type of offer. So it's not like a crazy ridiculous draft capital. And you also have to understand who's trading him away. The, where uh, the team, the team, the team where the owner, according to Jordan Schultz's report, the owner is telling the new GM that's not hired yet that this is a part of his job description is to trade away DeAndre Hopkins. Right? The owner's saying that. Well, look, at least the new GM has a task. <laughs> yes, yes. So that, so that's kind of how I feel about that. A, a fourth round pick ish, and then and the Titans' fourth round pick is eleventh overall. So that's a higher fourth round pick. Oh, um, yes, it is. That was why also, it was a good thing to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, but you're also acquiring a lot of money for a 31-year-old player for in the 2023. Yeah, so Austin, maybe losing to the Jags even further prevents them from making this mistake of trading for DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> There's another silver lining, right? I mean, However uh, you get there. How do you get there? Yeah, and and I don't the the Titans not have the Titans don't have a fourth round pick for this season. I, I believe the Titans did trade away some stuff uh, with John Robinson over the last couple of years. Uh, so it, it is a lighter draft capital draft capital year for the Titans right now. Uh, Connor Kills says I think it would be more important to uh, finding the quarterback of the future and changing our philosophy. No wide receiver they sign will ball out until they change it. I think that will go into our next conversation of what this offense represents, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, roster is trash, needs lots of help, no quarterback to throw to him. Get Rodgers, sure, go get DeAndre. Would still rather take Higgins if we are trading. And again, you know, T. Higgins is 23. They're not yeah. going to do that. Well, who thinks the Bengals are willing to trade away T. Higgins? Not what? as long as Joe Burrow's there, right? The window is well, always open. So there is something to say about the Bengals is that the Bengals owner, Mike Brown is not exactly rich. And so at some point, Mike Brown and the Bengals are going to have to make significant business decisions on who they let walk. Can they afford to keep Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon, and T Higgins? 
Right, but the Bengals are getting richer because they've hosted back-to-back yeah, playoffs. Yeah, games. again, I'm not like they're getting more money, but Mike Brown is 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 a cheaper owner and a less. I mean, again, it's not right now. And like, they went it, to the Super Bowl last year. Like you don't know the economic value. But I also know that that doesn't make Mike Brown rich overnight, where he can just throw massive contracts to four. Or and then the offensive line too, right? To a lot of different skill guys. I just think that the the, the Bengals will evolve a lot quicker than what you I think because they started their evolution with a Super Bowl appearance, and that's powerful. Sure. I, I don't disagree, but you know Ryan says trade a first round pick for T Higgins. Now that's an expensive first round pick, and I don't think that's what. But you know the Bengals at some point will have to make a decision. And Zach, based off of what you kind of listed there with the top wide receivers in the league, if you've already got Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, then why not not pay the second wide receiver in T Higgins and go draft that second wide receiver who can come in and make an impact because that's what the college game is telling. What? So, you know, when does T Higgins contract up though? He's four years. He was. After he was rookie. a. He was the 2020 draft pick draft because he was the Isaiah Wilson draft. So. 21 so two, two more years no he's going into his last year 2023 will be his last okay. year he's a second round pick so no fifth year option well maybe if the titans have uh, a new quarterback again i think the the key is quarterback here's some jackpot well, honestly i i kind of do want to go you know the Bengals could it's not ridiculous to say the Bengals could look to move on from t higgins this offseason because he's going into the last year of his contract and the, the situation, because you're going to have to pay Burrow soon. You're going to have to pay Chase right after that. So again, I, I will retract. It is not ridiculous to to float the Bengals being willing to listen for T, T. Higgins. I'm not yeah, saying they're going it's to. It's going to be a lot more expensive than a fourth round pick. Yeah, but he's also... No, and then I you're know. gonna have to, and you're gonna have to sign him too, right? Yeah, and, what, and you're, yeah. he's gonna want a contract that is closer to money he probably Again, doesn't deserve. That's why the offseason's great because the NFL has become the wild, wild west. And Jared says fantasy land. Well, I mean, did you expect yeah. the I mean, Dolphins we just to go got, trade? We were for just Tyree talking Hill? about fantasy land. But did you? Um, but did you expect like last season? Fantasy land came to life. Why? Did it not? With the, with what the NFL turned into last offseason with all the different moves and big contracts and players being traded and signed. And, and it, it, again, the, the NFL is becoming more like the NBA. We, but me and you've been talking about that for years. And so nothing is really completely off the table for the most part, when it comes to players shifting, like we saw last year. So John brings up with some jackpot money says new GM goes all in, go after Justin Fields from the bears. Hopkins re-signed Foreman as running back to rebuild offensive line. That gives you super talented offense that can uh, best uh, in run and pass and with the great RPO as a backup. So look, I, I think John is talking about a much bigger conversation with Justin Fields. I do think, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about that because Todd Downing's firing and all the things that happened on Sunday, but the Texans, uh, beating the Colts is massive for the landscape of the NFL. It changed the trajectory of what the AFC South is. I truly believe that it helped the Titans. Now look, the Colts may come up and try to, to, to trade and draft. I mean, now the bears have all the pieces, you know, they have all of the power. The negotiating power is with them of deciding 
Do they want to start over? What do they know about Justin Fields? Do they like what they've gotten in Justin Fields? Is he growing, right? Like all of these things, they have the keys and the Texans have to sit back there and they can't do a damn thing. They, like, well, it, it, they it, can't. It, becomes, it becomes very, like, again, uh, that's why I gave a shout out to Lovey Smith on, uh, at, on Monday show of saying screw the Texans and then just threw a complete wild card into the entire NFL season because Lovey Smith knew the Texans were going to fire him after that game. And he said, screw it. I'm going to go cost you the number one overall pick. And now the NFL offseason with the bears being number one overall is, is, is going to be amazing. It's going to be, it's perfect, amazing theater for what the next three months are going to be. Yeah. And look, do the Texans try to trade with the bears to get to number one? I, that's an option. Like, you know, worst case scenario is the Colts trade ahead of the Texans. Uh, and then the Colts get one and then the Texans get the other. And now the Titans have to go against Lawrence Stroud and Bryce Young on the same, but you don't know where Young or well, Stroud. That, look, the, but you yeah. knew that that's going to happen. Like the new generation of quarterbacks are going to come from the AFC South. Yeah, yeah, because just, yeah, unless yeah. Bryce Young, you know, goes somewhere else, it, this is it is really wild to think about the impact of that Texans win. I mean, sure, it's great. So I, I do. I found this funny. I for some reason I saw a clip of the Rich Eisen show where Daniel Jeremiah uh, said, you know, or was asked, uh, "How would you comp uh, Bryce Young?" And he said that he's basically the stylistic play of Aaron Rodgers, but if you left him in the dryer for too long, because Bryce Young is, is a small, tiny, like shrunken size version of the stylistic play of Aaron Rodgers, which, you know, he's a small guy and, and Bryce Young got hurt against for Alabama this past year too. So with whatever team he goes to, what's his durability like? Yeah. And he's a very talented quarterback Absolutely. and he comes from a great system under Nick Saban, right? Like he has a lot of the thing he's played in massive games. He's a Heisman trophy winner. Like he has a lot of the makeup of what you want in a franchise quarterback, no doubt. but the size is still glaring of you. You got to hold up in this league or then all of a sudden you become Tua and you're sidelined and your team is kind of a shell of themselves no matter what the surrounding pieces are. And it's not a height thing. It's a thickness thing with two C's, right? It, that's It's about that. And like Kyler Murray can and be can the five, NFL change that though? Yeah, yeah, but Kyler Murray can be five foot eight, but because he's built like a baseball player, he can take hits. The ACL doesn't count, right? We understand what that is. But, you know, Bryce Young is under six foot and not thick. So that's, you know, Jalen Hurts can squat 600 pounds, which is why he can take all the beatings and stuff like that too. Real quick before we get to the next topic, uh, Andre Bunning, and it's a joke, but Stetson Bennett, I am super curious to see where he lands in this whole thing. Ah, man, I just thought of another topic. Like, I that that's a guy who's played in big-time games. He's been surrounded by really good players. He is a gamer. He's played a lot of football. He is anti-Caleb Farley. He has played a lot of football. I have the perfect draft scenario comp for Stetson Bennett. Do you want, I mean, do you want it now? Because I don't think we're going to be spending too many times talking about I, Stetson. No, it's January 11th. Okay, I don't want right it now. The all draft's right, not so right. April. Then I'm going to, let me, give me a second. Let me type this out in our topic doc. 
uh, the perfect, perfect Stetson Bennett draft comp. There you go. This is a new thing. It's going to the topic doc. We created that this morning. It's going to the topic doc. We've it's January 11th. We got all off season. I think it's going to be one hell of an off season this yeah, year with yeah. all of the changes in the NFL in general, but especially with the the Tennessee Titans. Um, so put it in the topic doc. Yeah. So that's so now if you guys have topics that come up in the chat, we can just elite immediately type, uh, text it in that topic doc. So this will be a group effort uh, from everybody who watches the show. So this will be a lot of fun of how we're going to handle this off season. All right, Zach, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell my opinion on what I think the the Titans should do with Robert Woods. And we're also going to ask you guys and go through the Robert Woods contract situation uh, whole. Uh, but first uh, I, I guess need to tell everybody uh, about the bone and joint Institute, bone and joint TN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever you get hurt in life, you have to know who to go to and who to trust when it comes to getting back to health, for your recovery, the Bone and Joint Institute, they're fantastic. They've got over a dozen physicians there who specialize in any type of injury that you might have. And it's so easy to go check in with the Bone and Joint Institute. You go to boneandjointtn.org. You go click the make an appointment button. And then you type in your name and info. You tell them what part of your body is the problem. And then they immediately sort the doctors who are specialists for that problem. And then you just find their calendars and then boom, yeah, there you go. I did it this past summer with Dr. Watson in my foot. I've done it in the past with Dr. Arthur for my knee and my shoulder. You guys should do it as well. Whenever injuries happen in life, the Bone and Joint Institute is there for you in Franklin, boneandjointtn.org. It is eSports. We are powered by BetMGM. Download the app today. Use the promo code for new users, A-T-O-Z Sports, right there on the screen. They are the king of the sports books. Plus, you can light the lamp tonight. Place a $25 wager on any NHL player to score a goal tonight and get $2 in free bets for every goal that is scored in that game, up to $16. Just opt into the Light the Lamp Wednesday on your BetMGM app. Download it today. All right, so uh, before we get to Robert Woods, Jared asked, what is a topic doc? So we have a, a document. We're talking in uh, a, a brevs, man, Jared. So uh, the Zach, me, Zach, and Sam have a off-season show topic document that is shared between the three of us, and we are going to continuously add to it. Uh, and so you guys, Jared, and everybody else watching can have an opportunity to, when things pop up like this, we add can to the it, topic doc. Add to the topic doc. Uh, as we go. So Zach, let's go look at, uh, yeah. And Jared said, Oh yeah. The doc, uh, doc, you know, dot X, right. So they're getting terminal uh, terminology there. So here is Robert Woods contract, Zach. And this shows you uh, what the Titans could save when it comes to a pre June 1st decision and a post June 1st decision. As we know, uh, John Robinson acquired Robert Woods in a trade last offseason for a sixth-round pick. He was fairly cheap this past year because of the Rams' contract that they signed. And when the Titans acquired Robert Woods, he had zero dead money left on his contract. Now, one of the last things that John Robinson did before getting fired as Titans GM was restructure Robert Woods' contract which gave Robert Woods $2.6 million extra dollars this year in his pocket to create extra space for the Titans at the end of this past year, but it also added some dead cap 
moving forward. So it's really not that much dead cap. If the Titans decided to cut Robert Woods before uh, June 1st, they would owe and, and he would count $2.6 million on the Titans 2023 cap, but it would save over $12 million if they cut Robert Woods pre-June 1st. If they cut him post-June 1st, and this goes for every NFL player, a post-June 1st date allows the Titans to only count 866K on the cap and move 1.7 to 2024's cap. So the Titans can do this with anybody. but And you can make the move before June 1st. You just designate when that happens. Um, and you don't get that salary cap savings until June 1st. So the Titans, if they want to cut Robert Woods June 1st, they can't use necessarily that extra $12 million until that opens up on the books, like the way the Titans used Julio Jones this past summer. So let's ask everybody, what should the Titans do with Robert Woods? Just throwing it out there, what should the Titans do with Robert Woods? I think there's three options here. There's keep him, there's cut him, try to trade him, and then inside the trade and cut options, you have the pre and post uh, June 1st designations there. And, you know, Auburn uh, brings up a, a good comment, like who replaces him if you do cut him? Because with every player you cut, you have to replace. And that's a good comment there. So, Zach, I'll send you the comments there. What? Well, look, I, I'll tell you what I think. Okay. I believe that they need to figure out their quarterback situation first, then make a decision, right? So, like, they have the time. Free agency is going to come before June 1st. Free agency sure. is going to come before the draft. And drafting a wide receiver, you need to – upgrade your wide receiving core i mean you just no do and you know there's another topic doc topic which is they need to get faster robert woods i'm not saying he's not fast he is he has some speed he's coming off of an acl but the titans this year offensively were slow as molasses mm -hmm. they were slow like Traylon burks is a big body receiver nwi is a big body receiver chig is fast Right? Like, if you think Chig is like your fast guy in the offense, that I think is an issue. Yeah, you Chig not was the, fast enough. Yeah, Chig was the fastest tight end at the in this past draft, right? Which is a good thing. And they got him. And he's Austin and he's Hooper is not fast. He is no. a possession tight end. So, and Robert Woods, again, coming off of an ACL. Austin, and I'd actually, I, I don't know because I'd like to look in the history books. I know for the Titans at least. You know, Robert Woods is sitting there and this past season is is kind of disgraceful of what he led the Tennessee Titans regular season in receiving yards with 527. Mm -hmm. When was the last team? And I, you're not going to be able to answer this. So it's I. I when the was last the last team that the leading wide receiver, wide receiver? had 527 wide re receiving yards because we had seen Delaney Walker had led the team with a thousand yard wide receivers. And like Dory Al Green Beckham was second with 500 and something back in the day. That, but, yeah, that was uh literally, I just looked it up because I wanted to go 2015, 2015 Delaney had over a thousand, a thousand eighty eight. 
And, but what, uh, what, deep- what makes this unique, Austin, is a, another step. I'm talking about like in NFL history oh. is a wide receiver leading the team of all players, all receiving players. So you're talking about like, the the Titans, and we can, I can just try to do my best with the Titans, but the Titans leading pass catcher having only 500 something yards. Yeah, I mean, I think I- it's a first. I'm going to do my best on the fly here. Even it, Nate Washington one year, he at least had 700. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, and if I'm you're back in one team. It's probably the Tennessee Titans because they've been a running football team for their entire franchise's life. Or they've at least had one person that, that has 600 plus yards, right? Like I'm, I'm currently in 2009. Vince Young was the leading rusher or leading passer with 1800 yards passing. Kerry Collins had 1200. So that's 3000 yards passing for the team. That was Chris Johnson's 2000 yard season. Even there, Kenny Britt had 700 yards. Jeez. I'm and Nate you. and Nate had 560 and Chris Johnson had 500. That's so, what I'm asking is if Robert Woods with 527 yards receiving leading the team of all players in receiving yards. Yeah. And this is kind of what we're going back to. If you want to get to the chat, answer questions. I know. Uh, I don't need to go to the chat. I think this right here okay. tells us exactly what we need to know about this offense and where they are. And Robert Woods, in Robert 2000, Woods also played every single solitary game. Yeah. In 2008, Justin Gage had over 600 yards um, in 16 games. Still Robert, more. Again, this, this is still in, in one less game. Uh, 2006, Drew Bennett had 730. Uh, 2005, I'm scrolling back. Um, 2005, man, this is it's just weird. Drew Bennett, 738. Aaron Kinney, uh, 540, and Ben Troop, 530. Aaron Kinney uh, had more receiving yards as a tight end in the like smash mouth era of football than the Tennessee Titans had in 2022 with the Robert Woods having 527 yards receiving yeah. leading all players. Yeah, it's bad, right? It's it's no, really, it's not bad. It's pathetic. Again, let's let's said. not let's not be nice. This Come is disastrous. This is historic. This is historically bad, yeah. right? Yeah. So, uh, we, so we never we never come up with that, right? Like the Titans feed out all these stats like Ryan Stonehouse, what a great leg. He broke the history books in the NFL of the best. Why don't they put out what Robert Woods did for this team with 527 yards receiving, leading all players oh. ever? Oh, Zach, they uh, they put out Robert Woods got the team award for best leadership. That that's if you're if we're being honest and not nice, that's what the Titans are doing when they're talking about Robert Woods. Come on, this is the sat. That's the saddest stat. I have ever heard. In 1997, Tennessee Oilers, Frank Wycheck had 748. <laughs> Willie Davis had 564. 564 Will- is still more than 527. Willie Davis. Anybody know who Willie Davis is? Anybody know what number Willie Davis wore in his jersey? No clue. Yeah, 84. So, again, back so this to- is the history. This is the worst and I look in Titans history. I think we have confirmed, right? I mean, it is confirmed. I mean, I haven't gone through every year, but I've gone through the years that I think had the best options. <laughs> so, like, since they've become, since they have come to the state of Tennessee, and was, you wanna, was Willie eighty four? Uh, Willie was number eighty four. Yeah. So there Willie, go. uh, we got, uh, some, we got some guys. Got we got some people in the chat. Shout out to Scott, Ronnie, and Dion. They got that right. That was so, pretty good. 
uh, I'm going to go back to the, did I go to 2014? I think I did because somebody just mentioned the, the, the Dexter McCluster years. And, and you know, even then don't, again, you had Delaney, you had Delaney and Kendall Wright and Nate Washington. We're talking who, about singular player leading yeah. receiver yards. Yeah. It's bad. And, and again, the, all the, all the seasons that I listed prior were with one less game than what Robert Woods had. And look, Robert Woods was not good. We know that. Neither was the Titans offensive line, and they had three quarterbacks who started multiple games. So there was a lot to go with this, but it was really bad. So here, here's the thought. What should they do with Robert Woods, in your opinion? I, I think, Zach, they don't need to even worry about the June 1st date. Because as I, as I mentioned, here's Robert Woods' contract. If you cut Robert Woods pre-June 1st, it counts 2.6 on your cap. If you cut Robert Woods after June 1st, it's only 866K on your cap, and you can save $12 million this year or 13.7. So, Zach, I went and looked at Spotrack for the salary cap. Currently, the Titans' uh, estimated salary cap space right now is negative $25.5 million. Mm-hmm. You do not have the ability to wait to to get $12 million back from the waste of Robert Woods' contract. You have to cut that guy as soon as possible so you can even start to plan other things. Like You have to create space to go do stuff in March. And if you try to mess around, because what's the difference here, Zach? Like it's not, We're splitting $2.6 million between two years. Yeah, you might gain an extra 1.7 on this year's cap, but you need that 12.0 right now to go do stuff to make your football team better. Bobby Trees, Jonathan, he's Bobby Leaves. He's out of here uh, by pre-free agency. The Titans have to go into free agency with that $12 million from Robert Woods' contract available to him. Yeah, well, you're going to cut him. You're going to cut Lawan, And we don't have to go too deep. No, I know. I know. But yeah. all I'm saying is, like, to your point, they are the GM's going to come in. The GM for the Cardinals is going to come in and trade DeAndre Hopkins. The new GM for the Tennessee Titans is going to come in and cut players. Yeah, and that's their job. Like that, they have to create space. The Titans do not <clears throat> have the ability to wait on the Robert Woods decision and designate him as a post June first. There are look, and there are a bunch of other players that the Titans can move on from, and <clears throat> excuse me, and. Uh, save a lot of money, but again, like Ryan Tannehill, and we'll talk about this, and this is already in the the Google topic doc, is that Ryan Tannehill is somebody that you can flirt with June first, but there are Robert Woods is somebody do it now and get that twelve million dollars back, so the new GM has an opportunity to make the team better. Real quick, and we'll move on to throwing shade. Andre uh, gives a little lunch money and says, Buck was saying that uh, Titans don't need to change style compared to them to the Dolphins, Ravens, 49ers, and Eagles. Uh, that is interesting. I I, I would and disagree with And that's also in the Buck. topic, Doc. Yeah. Yeah, I would disagree with Buck. But look, that's why we have these shows, is Buck has his opinion. I have my opinion. Austin has his opinion. Sam has his. Everybody has their opinion. The chat has theirs. Uh, I adamantly disagree. I think that the style... Uh, I knew, and we, I would say I, I knew that the Titans style had a ceiling and it was lower than the Super Bowl. And they just kept pounding, kept pounding until Derrick Henry, which is another topic, started to 
make mistakes, which is unfortunate, but it happened. And so, look, we're not going to see the same football team. Ryan Tannehill is also a massive topic yeah. Yeah. of what you're going to do. But, Austin, I'm glad we filled in. We, we, we did. You, Bobby, in the chat filled in the blank of my game right here. The official fill in the blank is Bobby leaves. There you Bobby go. Bobby leaves. I like that. And Dom says that's not what Buck said. LOL. Look, Buck says a lot of things because that's the nature of his career. <laughs> and we say a lot of things, the nature of, of our careers as well. So, uh, you know, who knows what Buck said or didn't say uh, at one particular time. But, yeah, that, that's the situation. The, the, the Titans don't need to mess around with June 1st with, with Robert Woods. Go ahead and do it now. Get that $12 million back as soon as you can to give that new GM an opportunity uh, to get this thing rolling. All right, Zach, let's move forward to wrap up this Wednesday with throwing shade. We always throw shade on Wednesdays to wrap up the show. <clears throat> and Ryan had his shade locked in, <clears throat> excuse me, over an hour ago uh, with his shade. So let's hear it now from all of you guys. The first, Zach, tell everybody uh, about our great sponsor, and that would be Farm Bureau Health Plans. Hey, FBHP.com is where to go. Health, dental, and vision. They will help you out. Whether you go into a walk-in clinic, whether you go to the doctor, whether you have dental, vision. I mean, they've got you hooked up. 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. I changed my plan, and when I did, I was really glad that I did. I saved money 20% per month when I switched to Farm Bureau Health Plans. Quick health assessment. It's like 25 minutes. Got a quote, and I realized, wow, this is the route that I needed to go fbhp.com slash a to z you could talk to a representative i like to talk to people i like to ask a lot of questions i want to be as efficient as i possibly can and they afforded me that opportunity and they've been great the communication which is key has been great with farm bureau health plans fbhp.com slash a to z you can go get your quote today also, don't forget, it's Wednesday, right? So that means two things. Shade and light the lamp, baby, because it's light the lamp Wednesday with BetMGM and hockey tonight. So here's what you got to do. You open your BetMGM app and log in. You go opt in to the light a lamp, light the lamp Wednesday feature. And what you do is you put a $25 wager on any hockey player to score goal tonight. And then you get $2 in free bets for every goal scored in that game up to $16 in free bets. So, hey, by the way, Nashville's won four in a row. How about that? But so you can go do Light the Lamp Wednesday in the NHL tonight with the BetMG map. Once again, a $25 wager on any player to score one goal throughout the game and $2 in free bets for every goal scored in that game up to 16 bucks. Zach, it is time for us to throw some shade. Day here on a Wednesday, lots of shade flying in. I'm curious uh, to see what the shade is from the chat. So go ahead and get your shade in. I see Nick uh, right now says, throwing shade at ESPN for putting basketball games from the best conference, the Big 12, on ESPN Plus instead of cable channels. Just keep uh, SEC and ACC games on the network. So, Nick throwing shade at uh, contracts for TV rights uh, there too. So it's college basketball season. It's time to jump back into that. I watched a little bit of Tennessee Vanderbilt last night too uh, there as well. So Danny says shade on people thinking Derek Carr is an upgrade over Tannehill. Carr behind this O-line with these receivers would have been horrific numbers. Uh, Denise says shade on Downing for not getting his three-game suspension and now he's fired. Uh, so, you know, I guess that the three-game suspension, that was a – 
maximum penalty under the CBA for DUIs, I believe, in the NFL? Is that what Denise is referring to? Uh, yeah, I didn't think he was going to get suspended, and he didn't. I don't know. So I don't, I don't know what the penalty was. Yeah, so uh, more shade to get to. Billy just throws shades on Bobby Trees. Uh, Auburn Titan fan says shade on Titans' horrific, horrible secondary and offense. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Brad says weird shade. This is what shade's all about. Weird shade. Beavers dropping all the nice tree at his local park. So Brad's got a beaver problem wherever Brad lives. <clears throat> beaver beavers are there. Are they endangered? I have no idea. I gotta look this up. Because be- uh, beavers are a nuisance. That I mean, they are. Beavers are threatened by habitat loss and conflict with humans. <laughs> so it goes right on point of conflict with humans. They are a nuisance because they do do those type of things. I don't know if they're endangered though. They're not in danger. Danny says they're not endangered. Uh, I, but but again, like endangered. One, one of di- these articles is coexisting with beavers. <laughs> well, I mean, if Brad's gonna figure that out, so maybe Brad has some reading to do. But you know, endangered is a different level of like in of problem. Like obviously, with development, you've you've got like foxes and coyotes and deer and other raccoons, uh, you know, beavers, other types of wildlife that has to get replaced. Or, you know, whenever development happens and maybe, you know, Brad's uh, local park's got a beaver issue. I don't know. Here's some weird shade. Dion says, my shade is on body odor. No matter how many times I bathe or shower, it eventually keeps coming back. I mean, come on, man. So I think you need to kind of take assessment of your soap and shampoo that you're using. And then your deodorant. And Dion, we we hope that you use deodorant. That could, you know, be... One of those solutions. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully uh, you don't have any aluminum in that deodorant. Either. Ryan's throwing shade on you. Bring it. <clears throat> shade on Austin for the amount of hate he has for Will Levis just because he played at Kentucky. Take the Homer glasses off, Austin. Oh, Homer glasses are off. Will Levis is not a first-round quarterback. Like, I, I mean – traits that's going to be one to watch we're going to have fun for a while watching that (laughs) yeah it is and like will levis you know i don't you know will levis is not quite mitch trubisky because will levis played more in college and has more offensive production and, and tape but you know will levis is that type of quarterback who's got the traits but you have not seen it translate into success and so you know Will Levis can play in the NFL for eight to 10 years, but he should not be picked in the top 10. Like, I feel like that's an okay thing for me to say. Okay. And and Kentucky's season was a complete disaster. Here's one shade I agree on with Connor throwing shade at fans who think that Dobbs fumble was a forward pass. It was a fumble. Get over it. I agree. It was a fumble. Get over it. And I also saw somebody put up like, like a Tom Brady throw that was completely different than what Tom, than what Dobbs was Dobbs. The ball went back. It didn't go forward. And so it was a fumble. And then MB, I think this is a, this is a bigger conversation, but MB says shade on the Texans for going one and done with blackhead coaches in back-to-back years when the NFL is trying to promote diversity. And MB, I think this is the tough part about that is 
owners, the NFL are making rules and regulations to try to become more diverse within head coaches, which I think is a positive thing. But you are also not going to prevent owners from being impatient. They are impatient. They want to win. And so when you don't win, like really what we should be talking about, and the NFL actually sent out a memo this season of the amount of money, which was close to a billion dollars, that NFL owners are paying coaches not to coach after being fired. And so I do think, look, the diversity is a problem, but a bigger problem is the impatience, is they are not willing to stick with the coaches that they hired. It's not the fact, like, I'm not saying that the the, the Texans were not forced to hire Lovey Smith because he was African-American. I do think that there was pressure based on the Josh McCown and all that other stuff. There was, there was out and because they fired David Culley, who was black. Right, right. Right. So they, but they were not forced. There was not a gun to Cal McNair's head to force him to hire Lovey Smith. <clears throat> I, but I think the real problem is, is the impatience of owners of willingness to move on because they're not winning. Yeah. And, and, and so I, I think, um, I think the problem with the Texans is that they did it in back-to-back years the same way. And it's showing no real efforts to build something, right? But they it's, also were held hostage by the, the Deshaun Watson situation. Lovey Smith was not. No, I'm not, I didn't say that. David the Coley, were. yes. David- no, the Texans as a as a franchise, they either were will they they were playing hardball, right? They sat DeAndre Hopkins and paid him because they were waiting to get value for him. Yeah. And once they did, then they, so unfortunately it was at Cully and Lovey Smith's expense was, I think directly stemmed from the Deshaun Watson debacle of the last four years. Yeah. And, and so that again, there are, but nobody talks about that. And I, I want, there are details within this. So, yes, does the NFL have to be more diverse? Absolutely. Do they have to interview more uh, African-American coaches? Yes, I think that's the right thing. But I do see a lot of people on Twitter just throw that out, that, like, owners are racist, owners are racist, without telling the full story of what the situation was at hand. You talk about context. Cully and Lovey Smith – that needed the Deshaun Watson context of what the franchise was going through. Now, I'm not saying that it was you know, their fault. It was the franchise's fault. But the franchise wanted to get as much as they could out of their quarterback when their quarterback did wrong. Yeah, they I, did, and now they're impatient. Yeah, the, yeah. the NFL has an impatient problem more so, I think, than the overarching, hey, everybody is racist. I, I, that's, so, I, that's just my opinion. The Texans, what the Texans should have done is not fired David Culley after one year. Like there was no point to that. Like that again, it's the back-to-back moves that the yeah, Texans but it made. is their prerogative. I, I they I'm can not, do whatever I, they want. I, I'm not. I don't. Obviously, they own the football teams, and and owners can do whatever they want. But it's also a lot of times an old boy, old boys club of hire who you know and hire who pe- people you know know. And so the point is, and, and the NFL is trying to start the diversity lower and have the ability for more opportunity to climb because 
There needs to be more general managers that are that are not white. There needs to be more owners who are not white. But that's it. We talked about this last offseason, a generational financial wealth thing with ownership. But you have to have more coordinators, more head coaches, more director of player personnel, more director of scouting staffs be diverse with minorities in order to have more head coaches and more GMs and then more team presidents uh, to be able to go that way. And, and and Jeff is correct. It is bad optics of what the problem at hand, which I think we both confirmed there is a problem, right? Yeah. Is talking the conversation about the problem. I am not one that just, you should call everybody racist if, if there's a problem. And I do think that you see that a lot on Twitter. I do think it is bad optics of what has happened, but I also think that we need to have constructive conversations about the problem and why the problem is where it is. Yeah. And I also think that that is stemmed from the white owners being very impatient. Yeah, and, and that that is not discussed enough. And and so I, I and uh, Eric says no black owner says a lot about the NFL. So why are there no black owners right now we have to think about this generationally right because what did america do to black people 60 70 80 years ago right and so where generational wealth to buy an nfl team comes is over multiple generations and so a lot of the current owners are either inheriting teams from their parents who were able to build that generational wealth or had Not their generational to wealth, sell the team. Yes, or had their generational wealth come from other businesses through generations and then able to purchase NFL teams. Like Peyton Manning is one of the richest athletes to play at this level. Peyton Manning is not rich enough to buy an NFL team. And so that's uh, says a lot, right? Like there's a, you have to have so much freaking money to be able to do that. And the only way to do it is to have generational wealth. And if you inherit it, you may not want to sell the team. And if you don't sell, and that's your prerogative. And so that, there, this is a much bigger, I mean, yeah. I, I know we went down a road, but I do think that there's value to this conversation of the why. Now, the more conversations on, on the, the top of this multi-billion dollar conglomerate of what the NFL represents does need to be diversified. I think, yeah. I mean, you and I, and I think a lot of people in the chat agree with that. It is why it's not and how it can be. And yeah. how it can be is very difficult because of ownership, right? If you own something, the right of America is you do not have to sell that. Now we've seen forced sales and other things like that, but you don't have to. And so that's where it is very difficult, where Austin, I agree with you. The only thing of the how is time. And unfortunately, and I think and, and owners like, like owners, here's the last thing I'll say. And I'll be quiet. The like owners, society and Twitter is impatient. And, and so that's where we are. I think it's time and legitimate effort, right? And you have to have both of those things. Legitimate effort needs to have happen. And look, the Texans are looking, look really bad. And I think that they should not have optics. They, yeah, yeah, but I, the Texans did David Culley wrong, and that created the snowball that did uh, Lovey Smith wrong. But props to Lovey Smith for being able uh, to, you know, screw the Texans out of that first overall pick. All right, Zach, what's your shade today? 
Uh, my shade uh, is really quick, simple, and easy. So if you've been following the Idaho murders, right, which is heating up, the Idaho murders, it's a terrible, I mean, mass murdering of four young college students in Idaho. They've caught the guy. My shade is the TikTok detectives. If you look at TikTok, everybody and their mother is a detective. I mean, they're writing stories and interviewing people that went on Tinder dates with the accused murderer in like 2015. And then they are like, they're saying good information. Then they're also saying terrible information. And then they're also, I think, at a point in time, they were hindering the, the true detectives, the FBI, trying to solve this case. So my shade is on TikTok detectives that go on there and they have a ton of following because everybody is so intrigued with what this story is, which mm -hmm. I understand, yeah. but they don't need to be doing detective work. So that is my shade. Fair, fair. My shade today is uh, is pretty simple, I think. Um, it's about the college football national championship game. It was boring as it gets. Like, I quit watching pre-halftime. I knew my bet MGM, Georgia minus 13 and a half spread bet was in the, it was in the bank, and so I felt good. Uh, but people who are – I am throwing shade at people who are attacking TCU – for the abomination that that game was. TCU earned the right to play in that game, in my opinion. I thought the resume earned them an opportunity to be in the top four, and they won a semifinal game to earn the right to play for a national championship. The problem is the current setup. It's impossible to actually know who the top four teams are in the country. And so because we can't compare resumes equally to know if TCU is one of the best four, but they beat Michigan. So they earned the right to be there. Would Alabama have given Georgia a better game? Yeah, Ohio State did. Would Tennessee be able to give Georgia a better game if they played in a rematch? Probably. Would Michigan have? Maybe, but they lost to TCU, so screw Michigan. So that's the problem. It's that... TCU deserved to be there. They earned that right. So don't get mad at TCU. Get mad at the system, which hopefully we are getting closer to change. Should have been changed a long time ago. Been preaching that for yep. years, Austin. Been, yep. been, been telling you that literally since we were on radio. The, the system will change. That will fix a lot of these issues because you'll weed out the, the teams that don't deserve. TCU earned the right because of Michigan. I agree with that. But would they have gotten there if they had to play two other games? Maybe not. They just lost to Kansas State, right? There's not enough teams in the effing playoff. That's what I've been telling you for years. So I, that's that. Yeah, there you go. Eric, we are not censoring your comments. We read your comment to start the whole conversation. So we're not censoring anybody. But uh, that'll wrap it up for us on this Wednesday. Again, we've got the offseason topic document rolling for the Titans. So we're going to have a lot of great conversations moving forward, especially about the two guys you see on the screen right now. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. You like the show before you go, whether you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube, give the show a thumbs up and we would great, greatly appreciate that and subscribe to our channel because we got tons of content rolling forward. Buck rising will be live tonight for A to Z sports primetime at eight central time. We'll see you guys tomorrow morning on a Thursday at 8 a.m. Talk to you then. Appreciate it as always. Adios.